Welcome to Sports Sushi. Your chefs for tonight are Sports Plug Russ, serving up the spiciest sports takes of the week. Sterling Furrow, rolling the X's and O's into an analytical maki platter. And finally, the moderator who always keeps the sake flowing, DJ Slow Boogie. Now grab those chopsticks and get ready. Welcome to Sports Sushi. I'm sitting in for DJ Slow Boogie tonight. We've got uh, a couple things on tap. We're going to talk about head coaches. Uh, before, first, we're going to dive into World Series and trade deadlines, stuff like that. Uh, guys, introduce yourself while I get the next topic set up here. Doing double duty tonight. <laughs> hey, it's good to see you up there, man. Uh, yeah, you know, working I, hard, working hard. Hard working. Hey, he, he coming here all professional with the, uh, McDermott in the background. He hates Sean McDermott, so I don't know what's <laughs> oh, his wow. tonight. He cannot stand McDermott, so whatever cap that comes out of his mouth, we I don't go hate the it. man. Yes, I hate do. the coach. I hate the coach. Oh, I think well. I think he's a good, I think he's a good man. The generic okay. man. But well, I'm sports plug Russ, and I'm just here. You know what I'm saying? The Cowboys <laughs> are fucking hotter than fish grease. How you like me now? Hey, I yeah. like the Cowboys, man. I like the Cowboys. You know, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's the future. Y'all, y'all finally Open put Pluto. up some points. Y'all put up some points this week. I saw. Yeah, Michael Parsons put up some points too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all already know who I am. It's Sterl's down here. Uh, you know, I'm excited, dude. I today has been one of them days where uh from the time I got up and went to work, it's been nuts today. And I just got home. So I I'm happy to be here tonight for sure. Jumping right in the seat, huh? Yeah. Man. All right. Uh we're gonna move to our first topic, which is the World Series. I'm trying Oh, to can I say something real quick? My bad, Chris. Say it. Recipes take off. Oh man. Recipes oh take man. Off. They, had, the to, detail, they man. had to take what, what, what they, they had to bro. I know we got so, shot, but like what, like do they know how and why? So look, I, from what I know, look. Me, 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 and Russ, man, we we big Migos fans. Uh, you know, from from the A, Takeoff was the best Migo. I don't care what nobody Mama. says. <laughs> and we're not just saying that because he died, but apparently, um, you know, Takeoff and Offset, because you know the Migos broke up. Uh, yeah. Takeoff and Quavo, sorry, Offset is off. He's doing his thing, but um, apparently they went to a private party. Jay Prince's son. They had a private party at a bowling alley. Uh, Quavo was in a dice game with some with some uh, guys who had mob connections. Apparently, he uh, got into it with one of them and uh, didn't didn't go well. Apparently, uh, th- allegedly, one of uh, Migos guys kind of jumped in it when it was kind of a scuffle kind of happened. One of Migos guys jumped in it, started shooting, uh, you know, shot to a crowd of people. Takeoff was hit. He was hit twice. So he was hit once by uh, the mob people from the other camp. And they say he, he was hit by one of the guys uh, from his own crew. So he was shot in the head, shot in the chest, and shot in the arm. Are the details? Um, and, and I don't know. Do you know if it, it was uh, – they said there was alleged drive-by shooting because um, the, the car they – they had left. The scuffle broke out. They left, came back, went around, and then – that's what it all kind of oh, takes place. I don't know about all that, but I just know that uh, to, to all the people out there, just just you know, just take your guns away. You know, you can punch people and live another day. Punch them again if they make you mad again. 
She don't have to kill people and shoot people. Shit's kind of, shit's yeah. kind of getting redundant. You know what I'm saying? This shit is not Grand Theft Auto. This is real life. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of seeing people die and not come back. You know what I'm talking about? So like to all those out there, it's cool if you own a gun. If you need it for protection, leave it in the trunk. If you go in some place, you leave have an altercation. Shit goes yeah. down like I'm in the trunk. What am I gonna do now? No, I'm telling everybody to leave that shit in the trunk. Cause I honestly like like the only reason that people have all these guns nowadays is because no one wants to get caught on camera getting punched in the face. No one wants to be in that situation. No one really wants to get punched in the face. And the only way not to get punched in the face or not to have a scuffle is to have a gun with you and pull that bitch out. Well, I'm telling everybody, stop doing that shit. Cause that shit is really fucking bitch made. Like yeah. if you want to go somewhere, go somewhere. And how about this? Not incite violence. That's that's one thing that that you can do is just not be violent and number two if you are going to be violent let's just not do it at a level where people got to die you know what i'm saying I, I know that things happen people may get into scuffles and fights and all that kind of stuff and that shit happens but like you know what i'm talking about like people got to stop like ending shit like you ain't got to die over a dice game it's just stupid yeah i mean rap Fucking culture players. rap culture in and of itself is is, is I'm, I'm tired of it like how, how many you know how many people do we got to see uh you know their life taken away you know, Dolph, you know, is another one of my favorite artists. Two of my favorite artists died within a year. Uh, Mo3 was yeah. in there. Another Texas dude. Uh, it, it's got to yeah. stop, man. It's got to stop, dude, because, you know, all the dope artists are dying. I mean, really. Yeah. Like, and not, and not, and awesome. not just because they're dope. Awesome bullshit, too. Awesome bullshit. It's so sad. So, yeah, Chris, that's kind of what was going on in the rap culture. It's, it's trash. I hate it. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I've got to be the guy that's got to transition from that to uh, back to our topics. Might be. We, we got we got a little sidetrack there, and I think uh, DJ Slow Boogie was trying to call in from from the mobile phone, and we couldn't pull him in fast enough. So that's SOL on that one. But uh, on to our first topic, which is the World Series updates for anyone that's actually watching the World Series. Do people still watch baseball, guys? Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. What, uh, what's going on there? Did, did, did uh, was game three rained out? Well, well, it got rained out, then of course they played it again. I mean, it's more like so. Game one was kind of like noticing that you know Philly had it. I'm gonna give it to everybody in a nutshell because I know when you talk baseball, people are like, "Holy Christ, please stop it!" So I'm just gonna give it to you really quick, like you know what I'm saying. Dang. So really, yeah, yeah. So real quick, game one was basically letting you know that okay, yeah, we got two teams that can really. You know what I'm saying? Play. Philly came back and Philly showed that they had the gumption to, you know, contend with the machine that is Houston. Game two, you got to see Houston say, all right, hey, this is what you want. This is what you got. Now, game three. Game three had a lot wrapped up in it because although it was a 7-1 win and the Phillies were dominant, there were things said like the pitch count was known and that and the stuff like that. So on two coins, it seemed like, hey, we don't give a fuck because y'all cheated before. But I give Houston credit because I do not hear Houston fans crying about cheating because they know that if anybody is to get cheated in baseball, it is them. And they think they probably did get cheated. If you watch the game, yes, they probably did cheat and know them pitches because they lit that motherfucker up like the 4th of July. First night in prison, bend over. Like, but, uh, but you do have to hit the home run. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like getting an open shot in basketball. You got to hit that bitch. So um, all in all, it looks like it looks like you know, Philly's got two games, two games to destiny, and Houston's got a game to get this shit back on track. Otherwise, they in some real deep water. But, yo, that's baseball in a nutshell from Sports Sushi. Sterling, hey. anything to add? Yeah, no, man. Uh, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper came up big last night, man. Uh, you he know, did. That, that's got to go 
Now, I think we got to give our flowers to uh, Bryce Harper. So, the fact that the Phillies are 2-1 to one on the on – the, flex uh, bomb for Bryce yeah. Harper. Yeah, having his LeBron moment. By the way, having his LeBron, it's about <laughs> damn time moment. I thought you were calling the mic there for a second. Hey, my bad, I my did, bad. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know the Phillies was going to do anything. Man. I thought they were going to get, you know, it'd be like 4-2, four, four, you know, 4-1. But, hey, if the Phillies could take this thing, I know Boogie ain't here to defend himself, but I, I, I definitely want the Phillies to win that chip. Y'all know how I feel about Philly sports. That I'm y'all know. Oh, we know how you if, hate it. Y'all Philly. trash, but get the job done. Hey, you are hot on that mic. So if, <laughs> if Philly wins, I don't know if you guys know this, but the last three times that Philly won, the stock market crashed and there was a financial crisis. And in each of those three games, game three was rained out. So we're repeating history. Uh, we're gonna hit a recession whether they win or you know if they if if they win the World Series or not, we're screwed. So, I mean, the 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 Thanks, Fed interest rate went up three three quarters of a point. What today? So, yeah, it's a wrap. Recession is right. I mean, hey, yeah, what are you gonna do? It's like watching two. Uh, never mind. I'm go, I'm done. Not not gonna touch that. <laughs> go ahead. No more, no more baseball. Ahead. No more baseball. No more baseball. I I hope they tie. Fuck we you are, both, Houston and Philly. We're moving on to this day in sports. What do you got for us? Oh Russ? yes. Okay. So this day in sports history. Um, all right, so this is kind of like you know, in honor of basketball being going on, and everybody likes points. Uh, in this day in sports, 1990, the Golden State Warriors registered 162 to 158 win over the Denver Nuggets at McNichols, I like that name, arena, uh, with 320 total points, setting the NBA record for the most scored by two teams in a non overtime regular season game. And they say we don't play defense now. That was in 1990. By the way, I did that for two reasons. One, to show you that in 1990, when we talk about the golden age of defense, that was when the most points were scored between two, team, two teams. Hey, Nobody could shoot in that do, time. Do, do, that was do we the know who got the most scored. points in that game? Uh, I do not have that. Oh, boy. No follow-up questions. McNichols is still... Uh, I didn't promise you the full lesson. I just promised you the tidbit, Chris. But now that you have brought that to my attention, I think I have to look that up and I have to add yeah. that. Go ahead and look that up. McNichols Arena is still exists. Um, I've been, you know, they do the high school championships for basketball in that arena, amongst other, uh, the, the, the arena is, it looks big in that picture, but it's small and it's run down. And it was like a homeless encampment during COVID. <laughs> it's like the forum. Dog, it's, it's 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 rough, but uh, yeah, McNichols is still around. Just FYI. All right, moving on to our first NBA topic of the night. Um, apparently, Kyrie Irving's gone crazy. Is that what everybody's saying? I I'm gonna be gentle about this one, but go ahead, Sterling. I'll let you I'll let you take this one first. I'm probably gonna have to. Uh, and by the way, uh, and by the way, and by the way, one of the coldest basketball players of all time with a rock in his hand, Chris Mullins, scored a game high 38 points and went 16 of 25 from the field. The white boy. Woo! Listen, Chris Mullins is a bad dude, but uh, yes, sir. Kyrie, man, he he's just he, he's on that Kanye uh, style of life right now. He did, he just can't seem to shut the hell up. Uh, you know. I don't know, man. It's like they're focused on everything else besides basketball. Like, I, I'm all about freedom of speech and, and speaking your mind. And, you know, the thing about Kyrie is he comes out and he's like um, this very peaceful. He, he comes across as this peaceful, 
kind of uh, he just well, I'm just talking about you know historical facts and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, man, it's like you gotta read the room. You know, just like we talk about Russell Wilson on the show, not reading the room. I, I feel like Kyrie. Which he might have finally started reading the room, but we'll get into that. My bad. Yeah, My bad. Right, right, <laughs> Russ might may have, but uh, I just feel like Kyrie just needs to play basketball, and I, I, I'm all about players speaking out. But at some point, it's too much, man. It's too yeah. much. And I feel like he's um, he's kind of you know done enough. I here. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead Rob. No, you got no, it. All right. Go I, I got a I got a question. And, and I don't want to get into defending what was said specifically, so I'm going to take a, a, a general approach. If freedom of speech is really a thing and, and, and it's going to exist, doesn't that kind of by default mean people have the right to be stupid? People are going to be stupid regardless. It's just it's like this. If you if you're on a team and you're not winning and you're going through the offseason that they had and the, and the drama that they had last year. I feel like even though you have a freedom of speech, I feel like you should use wisdom and discernment and say, you know what? I'm going to shut the hell up. Yeah, I, I understand that from I the think, business standpoint. I, I think I think Sterling's getting at another point, and that's like how is this, you know what I'm saying, affecting a team. And Sterling, you're always going to win that one because no one fucking wants to surround their team ever, would ever want any type <laughs> Shit. In sports, no one likes any distractions at all. You know what I'm right, saying? They would right. wish that you would just go home and come back and play the sport that you play. Now, I think that we need to get to a point where we can, like Chris said, like people are allowed to be stupid and people are allowed to be stupid and be taught. You know what I'm saying? Without being verbally like punished to the point of like just get them out of society. So like I said, I'm like, Chris, I'm not going to get into all the, the, the shit that goes into what, you know what I'm saying, they were talking yeah. about. But I am going to say like Instead of everybody being like, you know what I'm saying, fuck Kyro, we got to, like, instead of them trying to incinerate yeah. this dude and get rid of him, if you want it to go away and you want it to be something that's like just a thing of the past and you want him to learn, like, then go towards him without the aggression and like, hey, man, you are so, because he's, I think we can all agree he doesn't come off as a person that wants evil to come out of this. He comes off as a person that is uninformed and was trying to get educated and he went to, the wrong side of most people's of the thought yes wrong we just it's the wrong side he went to the wrong side of things first you know what i'm saying and so the people that are on the right side and when i say wrong around i'm talking about the information right. that's at hand holistically the information that's at hand not little bits of truth sprinkled in with a bunch of fucking false narratives but the people that could tell you the whole truth go to him and like teach him because if he's really this person that he says he is and he wants to learn he's not going to turn you away nor would most people that want to learn both sides because the best way to get the most knowledge on any subject that has two separate sides is to learn about both and then you can make your own judgments you know what i'm saying once you get to that point which we all fully hope and believe that once he's learned all this stuff then he'll be like oh, okay i see so I think I think there's two there, there's two points to this that we got to make before we move on. The first one is I think there's there's almost certainly a continuation from everything that was stirred up by trying to force vaccine mandates on all the players and how he reacted to that, how he yeah. was treated for that, and the man felt under attack regardless of whether whether you agree or disagree. The the man felt under attack for a, an extended period of time, and I think like a few different people, Kanye might be another one of them. Scorched Earth is completely in, in play at, at this yeah. point for 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 these folks. And the second point is, let's bring the garbage man into it for a second. 
Kyrie's a basketball player, high profile, all this, that, and the other thing. This gets into the Charles Barkley point of do these people have a responsibility to be a role model or, or no. do they have, no. have the freedom to be their own person? The I, guy, I don't think they should be role models at all. Yeah. We'll if, the, if the garbage man believes in the spaghetti monster, does anybody give a fuck? Like, no. Nobody cares. Pick up the garbage, take that shit away. Yes. That, 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 I don't care what you think, what you believe, get on with it. A basketball player anyone else in a professional atmosphere can they do their job properly that's all that's all that should matter what they think and what they say is, is their own problem their own deal if if people want to want to yell at them for it so be it but if as long as when that man steps on the court he does his job correctly he, he he's there for his team he hits the baskets all that shit I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous to try and drag a basketball player for what he believes when nobody wants to drag the the garbage man for what he believes because exactly. that's where it goes when it starts with, with dragging these people, ultimately it's going to end up with dragging everybody because of what they think and believe. No, that's, so. that's I, I I think that's true too. And I think we need to get to a place where like, you can have a different thought. That don't mean we got to go to war, bro. Like, right, right, right. Way, I can go mine. Like, I think that's the overwhelming like thing that's going on with all these discussions. Like, we all love sports and we love sports. And I think all of us love sports. And most people that watch this love sports because we get to be at a point where we do get to go over the edge, fan and short for fanatic, and do get to choose a side. Because in regular everyday life, you don't have to choose a side or die. You know what I'm saying? You could just choose a side and live on that side. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's a big problem that we're having. People want it to be the destruction of Kyrie when, like you just said, man, just let him go do what he do. If he, if you want to listen to him and follow what he says and think that it's right, then, I mean, hey, you need some more education and it will come your way. But if you don't agree with what he says, then shit, watch the game and be happy. But at like, the end of the day, this is what law, criminal laws are for. You, Whatever you think, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter exactly. how toxic it is. It doesn't matter how hateful it is. It doesn't matter how nasty it is. When it becomes a problem is when you act on it. When you go and impose that belief, that thought, that thinking onto other people, that's when it becomes a crime. And that's what we have laws for. So think stupid shit all you want. But, like, I don't want somebody telling me that, like, I, I, I can't believe in the spaghetti monster. So let, let's take it from the guy causing problems off the court to apparently the the guy that's dead weight on the court, uh, Russell Westbench. Is that what we're talking about? Actually, I I, I think... I am going to be fair because I'm equally, as I always say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, trying to be fair as I can. You know what I'm saying? And I'm rough on Russell, so I will be fair and say, from what I've seen, and you heard me say it a little bit, man, he kind of like when Buns decided to be a preacher in Belly, like he turned the corner, like he's, 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 you know, remember when DMX had the glasses on and the suit, and you was I've like, heard oh, Belly reference in a minute. Buns, <laughs> Buns is Buns is a good man. Russell Westbrook wants to be a good basketball player, and he has finally accepted the role that his team needs him. Not just we want you to be there so we can point at you in the lab, but this is the role we need you to play. And it's it's enjoyable to watch him do that, and it's even more enjoyable to watch the team win whilst he does that. They still have some improving to go. I'm not saying they're going to win an NBA championship, but I'm not going to be the guy that yelled, you need to start coming off the bench. And then when you start coming off the bench, laugh at you for being a person that comes <laughs> off the bench that used to start. I'm not going to be that dude. I'm not. That'd be a, that'd be a horrible thing to do. So I'm not going to be that dude. But I will say I, I like to see it. Um, and 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 you know what? If he accepts this role, he's got enough time that he could win six man of the year. He, he could he could really do that. That's that's a real possibility. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, though, it comes to what. What was broken? Because I don't think it was, you know, Russ coming off the bench. I right. think it was, 
what what in his game maybe that he could identify? I mean, I wish we could get him on the show to talk about it, but what was broken in his game to where now you're starting to see some success, you know, kind of look like the Russell Bold? I mean, he's still uh, – He's never been a great shooter, so when people post the this sh- this stuff of him missing shots, and that's been Russ's whole career. He, he's never been a deadly you, shooter. You played, you played basketball, Sterling. The most important thing to have in basketball is confidence. Correct? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. You, okay. So talent goes look, a long way too. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But even but you've seen people with yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of talent yeah. with no confidence, yeah. and you're like that nigga's buns, or you know what I'm saying he's right. he sucks. But why? Because he doesn't believe he can be good. And you've seen a guy that's not really that good, and but his confidence level is so high that he plays better than the other person. So, and I think what goes along with that is you like the pride he had to he had to put his pride aside. Like this guy is a very prideful human being. And I think we we were watching in real time, not so much the the fight itself, but just the whole journey of him getting to a point where he wasn't the same Russell Westbrook that he was when he was OKC, realizing he wasn't even the same guy that he was with with the Rockets. Then realizing that he's gotten to a point where he's where his best attribute for a team with his ability is not at the starting point guard position. Yeah. Not, not, and then and then and when you really think about that from what he what he's you know what I'm saying like the heights of superstardom he was at to where he is you're you're like that that's it that's I won't even call it a fall that's the transition that's a transition that some people you know what I'm saying that that some people can't make it took mellow year it took mellow to get kicked out the league to make that transition you know what I'm saying so like I just think that we're watching that I think that I think that he had to go through some stuff emotionally probably. I don't think he'll talk about a whole lot of that, but shoot, you know what I'm saying? I I, I applaud it. You know what I'm talking about? Flex bomb for Russ coming off the bench, and I'm getting done. Before we move on, let me ask you guys both this question. Do you think there's certain athletes in all sports that can fill the box score almost at will, but just for whatever reason – they don't have that championship caliber, that championship DNA. And unless they're in like a, a golden opportunity surrounded by people that do have that championship pedigree. And even then, in the case of like Russell Westbrook, it, it's not doesn't seem to be like everywhere he goes, it, it just doesn't click. But he fills that box score up. And there's there's been guys like that in football yeah. and in, in other sports. So what I, do you guys think? I think I haven't figured it out figured out. Sterling's like, come, come the fuck on, Russ. I think I have it figured out. You know what I'm saying? Me, me, me and my super brain. <laughs> no, but um, I think it goes along with, I don't think it's like championship. It may be DNA. It's the willingness to do what is needed to win regardless of how it makes you look. All these guys can fill up the stats. If we were to go ask Steph Curry to go shoot 25 threes a night, 30 threes a night, and do nothing else but try to um, give us entertainment, he would break. He, he already broke the record, but he would break even more, set himself even further. He would look even more amazing. If you were to ask LeBron James back in Miami, don't play the defense that you played in Miami. Just keep playing the offense like you did in Cleveland and just be that monster. Like, that that all of it's the same to me like you have to be willing to sacrifice that some players are never on a team that's good enough that happens but some guys can't sacrifice being number one sir charles barkley some guys cannot sacrifice that 
what I'm saying? They don't want to sacrifice that. They will not sacrifice that until they are no longer able to be number one. And sometimes they realize it in time. And sometimes they do. I love Carmelo Anthony. He's a number one, another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Like Carmelo Anthony had a chance to play with Derrick Rose and chose to take a bag from New York. When we knew, even if that team added Tyson Chandler and Chauncey Bill and some of the other pieces, y'all weren't going to be able to compete with the Heat. But we knew if you gave Derrick Rose or Carmelo Anthony in his prime, that y'all would compete with, with the Heat. But he chose to go to the place that would highlight him. And I think that's more or less like goes into what do you want out of your career? And I don't really fault them for that. Like as a fan, you get into arguments. I always look up and be like, damn, I can never say like a lot of my players, like I've Trace McGrady, one of my guys, uh, Carmelo, one of my guys. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? But like they don't have championships. And I don't think it's a it's a it's a it's a like a negative on them, but I do think it's a thought process that some players do not have. And when you can put some players in a position to where they don't have to change their thought process as far as how they play on the court, which is what the Lakers were trying to do with Russell Westbrook the entire time by telling him come off the bench because they were trying to let him know you'll be able to play the way you want to in this role and that'll make you play better. But his mindset is, but I won't be Russell Westbrook, the last person called in the starting lineup when you start to call our names. I won't be the one in lights and people are like you're selfish, but it's more or less like ego. What do you it's ego, but it's more or less, but it's also like what do you want? What you playing for? Like not necessarily ego, but like what's fun to you. You know what I'm saying? Like some people like to play Madden on arcade mode, not because they suck at the game. That's what's fun Those to people them. are psychos. Sterling, I, but, but, playing, playing no, Madden yeah, in general yeah. is, it makes you it makes you a crazy person. But I think it's, it's identity. Stressful. It's identity meets legacy, right? Um, you know, some of these guys like Kevin Garnett was one of those mm-hmm. guys that that had that championship DNA caliber, whereas uh, Dan Marino, in my opinion, wasn't cut that way. I just don't think he was. Um, you know, James Harden is another can guy. I, can, I, can I ask you a question, though? Yeah. Because I get what you're saying, but I would say now, and this is where I come into the mindset part, do you believe that if Dan Marino was allowed, were to allow his team to switch up his offense to a, a more run-based offense and just let him make all the throws they would have won? Because I think Man, he would have. They no, nah, I don't think so. Like let's um, let's say this: if you if you switch, if they you had switch, talent. Right, that talent, switch, talent was never. No, 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 but, the but, but I'm saying this: like switch, 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 Troikman and Dan Marino, because Troikman just made all the throws when they needed him to, but we didn't ask him to do shit else. It was Troy, make these slants to Irvin. You might go deep every once in a while down the field, but you're mostly you're gonna turn around and hand this bitch off. You know what I'm saying? Don't throw no picks. If you put Dan Marino in that style of offense or in that style, yeah, that style of offense. I think he wins multiple Super Bowls too. But I think what goes into it, what makes them not cut for a championship is their unwillingness to be able to say, like, I'm going to give some of this up. Like Peyton Manning, go ahead. But yeah, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. I, I think, I mean, we got to get back into basketball here on, on this. We got the wrong background up. But um, <laughs> I, I think Dan Marino is a glorified Jeff George. I'm not even going to get into that because I think that's sacrilegious. Y'all disrespecting my boy Dan. I'm not saying Dan Marino wasn't good. I'm just saying, like, when you I'm not look saying at Jeff George true, wasn't good. True champions. I just don't feel like, you know, I mean, I just don't feel like Dan I just, had it. I think I just think some guys, I just think some I'm not gonna get into the Dan Dan Marino thing. We could debate nope. that. We could get him there no. at some point. At some point. I, maybe I, not I, I, I need to do some research because there might yeah, be some yeah. things about Dan. <laughs> 
Y'all are Bills fans. Y'all are Bills fans. Y'all are Bills fans. If it comes so, like, up in my mouth, he's going to want to debate it. Y'all are Bills fans, so y'all got the inside scoop. Y'all got the inside scoop on the Dolphins. That's like trying to talk to me about that team in Washington whose owners got to sell it. But back to basketball, because they're trash. But back to basketball. Um, no, I just, I just, I think that sometimes you have, you just have that, those guys that are willing to just, you know, sacrifice even their own role. I, and, and I don't want to get into Michael Jordan because he was a different, yeah, it was, it was a different, that whole situation was different. Well, no, not even the, no, I can get into some other things, but no, I'm just saying like how that his, the whole story of Michael Jordan was developed and that's what makes it so amazing and so great. But like he, he was a guy that was, afforded the opportunity to do it alone and couldn't but and that, he and found get reinforced but, but 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 he is he was able like like lebron to still be the spotlight you know right. what i'm saying so like right. like they, they, there's they have the uncanny ability to do both you know what i'm saying that's what makes those guys really special um they have the ability to be the guy in the spotlight while being the guy that wants to have everything for themselves you remember when lebron brady's another uh, one you remember when LeBron played the uh, San Antonio Spurs, and he was such a he was such a slasher. When they it's won or when they lost? When they lost, he was such a slasher. Uh, the second at, in Miami? No, or, no, no. Oh, when Cleveland? he was with the Cleveland. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and the whole thing was LeBron has no game in the post. Mm-hmm. Like people, people like that. That's where the identity comes in. Like people like that learn to transcend or change their uh how they do things to make themselves more effective whether that's from a leadership standpoint whether that's yes. stylistically jordan uh lebron Bro. kobe kobe shack even here's you know, another Shaq one from the- far distance that's not so dirk Nowinski. absolutely so you have to be able to evolve with what's at hand the the, the leadership to the to the on-field on-court play you got to be able to to mold and change i think that's what elevates you and makes and, you and and i and i'm not going to sit out here and let these people bitch up in the playoffs and nut up in the playoffs now there is something yeah. that that comes with taking a deep breath and saying i gotta do this shit like there's mm-hmm. a reason why we look at what lebron did in game seven in golden state no matter what you think of him you look at that game and you say <laughs> like bro you did what like you did what you know what i'm saying there's something to that you know what i'm saying there's something to michael jordan going to the garden when you're allowed to slap a person in midair and fight you know what i'm saying and get it done there's something to all that shit. there's something to what kobe was doing when he when shaq fouled out hit them shots and let everybody know we're gonna be okay because right. i got that shit. so there is still something to that but i think more so I think because I think there's a lot of guys that can make those type of plays and make those type of moments, but I think there's something special inside of a guy that says, "I'm gonna kick that bitch to Robert Orr. I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give it to Ron Artest, or I'm gonna throw the oop to Shaq, or I'm gonna let Scottie Pippen do his thing for about five minutes." I think there's something that goes into that, and coaching matters too, which we'll get sure. into later. But for yeah, sure. oh, good, 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 good tease there. Uh, transitioning <laughs> us into the the, the, the next <laughs> <Thank> part. <you. laughs> I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave us with a final thought on the Westbrook thing. All right, all right. Westbrook is kind of like the Dan Marino of the NBA. Ooh. So um, Dan Marino's we're, great. We're, 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 moving on to I'll, I'll, give I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I mean, UFC, we have uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Yo. W- Did I you say was, UFC? Man, I we're like, backyard brawls. They beat the shit out that boy. 
I only well, saw like <laughs> little clips, and uh, I see folks are lawyering up, and and charges are are, are going down. What, what I made a list. Happened? I made a list. You're a Michigan fan. You, you know want to go first? You want to cap it? You want to go first? You want to cap it? It's it's up to you. You know what? You can go first. You can go. No, no you're a no, Michigan no, no, man. No, 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 no. I want to hear. I want to hear your perspective. And then okay, I made up. a list. I made a list because I watched it. One, got a list. there is, there is <laughs> no, and I, I checked, watched it, and I checked, <laughs> and I checked it twice, Chris. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know what? Some Michigan State players were naughty, but that Michigan man, fan, Michigan player was not nice. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna tell you like this, man. They beat the shit out that man. Um, number one. Do not have a tunnel for two teams that just got through playing football to run through at the same time after the game. Okay, okay, hold on. Can I can I interject here? You can interject in each one of mine. That's number one. But go ahead, interject okay. on that one. That tunnel has been there for over a hundred years in that stadium, and it hasn't been a problem. Has not been a problem the, the, the that we week, know of. That we know of. That we know of. Sterling, dude, I've been following. Go ahead. You think that's the first guy to get beat up in that tunnel? Number one, no lies. Your mic is way too loud. Way, way too loud. It's drowning. It's drowning everything out 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 on that. Just push back a little bit on that. Who me? Yeah, yeah. Your mic's super loud. Number two, in in the same week, the Bills had a problem in the same kind of situation with the tunnel running down with Diggs and and Jir Alexander John and talking. That's different. That's different. It's it's kind of different, but it leads to the same end game inevitably when it happens enough, 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 and they're always running past each other in that. Inevitably, you're going to have a fight. Yeah, Facts. but when it's Michigan State, uh, I mean, let's just be real. It's East Lansing. I mean, they, they hate each other. Them schools hate each other. But I think there's some things from both sides where it could have been better. Where was the security? You know Michigan State Michigan is always uh, ahead of I do agree here. with that. They were you taping know? it, Sterling. They were taping it. I'll tell you yeah, what. They were taping it. It, it could have been. <laughs> the security could have been better. The Ohio State game last season got very chirpy uh, between halves. Uh, Michigan Ohio State kind of got into it, but no punches were thrown, just pushing and, and, and jabbing, you know, just talking, you know what I'm saying? But that it's been like that for it's been like that for all I can remember. And we've never heard of an incident such as this. Um, you know, they were in the wrong. First of all, if you're a Michigan player, why would you why why would you even do that? Like your whole team is out there celebrating with the student section, but you want to go to the locker room by yourself. After y'all just bludgeoned Michigan State twenty nine to seven, why did why would you like from a from a from a hood dude to a hood dude, Russ? You don't you don't move like that. You don't move like that. It just hey, it's stupid. It's stupid. Sterling, Sterling, from a non hood dude, you don't move like that. You don't you move, don't like, move that. like that. I don't care how just... tough you are. I don't care how tough you are. You just don't do that. So I, I that's on yeah. him. But for him to get beat up like that, there's two dudes. That got beat up like that, like real bad. So uh now on the Michigan State side, you got a coach that uh he with the shits. He you know he he is hard nosed and tough. So he brings that he brings that to his football team. And I think it got out of control. You know, they didn't uh I don't think they did a good job at like taming these players. Um and when you get beat like that, I understand, like you mad, but it still doesn't excuse hitting dude with the helmet. Yeah, you and they, I mean, they gave one scholarships dude, uh, on the drain, bro. No, yeah, see, that's the thing I was gonna get into because you covered my other points. My other points was two: you don't run around a team uh, that you that you just beat like that. Yeah, you saw what happened with Legarrette Blunt. Someone's going to punch you. You just yeah. got through playing 
excuse me, you just got through playing a game and y'all have just got through hitting each other on a hundred yards of football field and you want to run around them and think that not one person is going to lose their shit and punch you in the grill. Now, should they have beat them senseless with a helmet? No, you shouldn't do that. Will things happen? Yes. Do I think people may lose scholarships and suspensions? I yeah, do I think that. I don't think, I don't think anybody should really get jail time. I think that uh, all the other discipline stuff may happen, but I do think even though it's been there for 95 years, that doesn't mean it's been a good idea for 95 years. Um, I think I think that like when you, you have a, a good idea, you, yeah, you, but it's worked. You know what I'm saying? But but has it? Because because I think I think we can think about things that we've never seen it like this. But I guarantee a lot of things that work for 95 years that don't work anymore. And but and and I think that that's true, Chris. A lot of things. Yeah. And I think that and I think that you know what I'm saying. Man, you you don't. There's things we don't know that's happening in that tunnel. I don't think Sterling. I think if we were but to we go, can't, but we go, can't say. But I no no. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But I just I'm just saying if we were going to the annals of history, you know what I'm saying? The percentages would probably be on their side. Like well, more times than not, yeah, because more times than not, Michigan went out there and beat y'all ass, and y'all have reason to fight. You know what I'm saying? But in the past like 15, 15 years, am I right? In the past like 15, 15 years, 15, 14, 15 years, Michigan State's football program has gone from eh to eh. You know what I'm saying? And so now the games mean more. So instead of it just being inviting your brick brother into the crib to beat your ass for three hours, it's become, nah, we're going to come in here and fight. And once it becomes a real, a real, real rivalry, like, no, nah, you can't come out on the second side, on, on the same it, side. You don't. What do you see when Texas and Oklahoma play? They come out from opposite ends. And oftentimes what happens? We meet in the middle and there's a tussle. <laughs> like, like, Texas, Oklahoma is a better rivalry than Michigan, Michigan State. But that oh, yes. rivalry, that rivalry between those two schools has always been intense, regardless of who's been good. They they just hate each other. Um, you know, these schools are separated by 30 miles or something like yeah. that. Uh, but it's yeah. literally it's literally it could be like, improved. It could be improved. So but you final, don't do what you did. It's final, literally final, like bro. I was just gonna say it's literally like like bro against like twin bro that nobody knows about. Yeah, like yeah. Like, I'm the same as you. We're only we're only right next to each other. Fuck you. No one so likes final, you. Final question on this him. topic. Uh, where do you guys see the end result of the fallout from all of this? Do you think there's going to be charges? Do you think anyone's going to jail? And at the very least, do you think there's careers over? Do you think these guys will end up back in a football field? Back down to JV and then and then you back up? Nah, yeah. I, I don't think there are going to be any, like, jail time for these kids. But, um maybe uh, in suspension indefinitely i'm not gonna take scholarship yeah. away you know i think that's i think that's well the dude really... that the dude that hit that guy with the helmet he's probably gone he's yeah, going to he's last chance you yeah he's going to last chance you yeah he's going he's going to last chance he's going but miles garrett <laughs> miles garrett did it on prime time on the field you know what i'm saying like East Mississippi Community College coach just said, "Oh yes, drop yeah, a flex right. bomb for drop a flex bomb for me." All right. I'm gonna one time for, la time for last. last chance, you. I'm gonna transition through the flex bomb. Uh, I'm gonna be dropping <laughs> a bomb on Bob in, in in a little bit here, but apparently, <laughs> apparently Bob got himself another job and he's in at Auburn. You guys think this is a good move, Bill? Bill O'Brien's bitch ass. I, I'm sorry, Bill. I said that and that was so rude. But you are the motherfucker that completely obliterated the Houston Texans. You traded Hopkins. You made JJ Watt want to leave. And 
I at no point in any type of leading any type of football program would want Bill O'Brien at the helm of my coaching staff. Why would you do that? Even though I know he gets a lot of credit for bringing Penn State out of the situation. Ooh, yeah, I left that one alone, Chris. I, I like there was a joke, and I was like, "Ha, second, no, throw it back there." But yeah, he, they got out of that situation with him. But that's his only saving grace. And as Auburn, why would you? You literally hired like Robin. You you hired not even Robin. Who's who's like fourth in the Batman pecking order? And he's he, he's not even. He, yeah, he's no, he's he's at the bot. Like okay, so you have bit, bit, um, what's uh, Nick Saban's now. Nick Saban's coaching tree. I'm just saying Nick Saban's coaching tree. You know what I'm saying? That's the guy you pick, really. He's you the Matt why. Patricia. He's the Matt Patricia of college football because because he's a genius. He 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 beat freaking Mickey D in the playoffs. You got to get this guy. Auburn, I hate you. Auburn, oh, I man. really hate you. You don't have a quarterback, and you let Demetrius Davis walk off your campus. Shout out, shout out to uh, North Shore and the good football program they have there. As all, all the other Texas football programs, because we are the king of high school football. But you got rid of Demetrius Davis. You don't have a quarterback. The coach you have at the school right now looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. You want to get the you got this guy Bill O'Brien who's going to come in and probably win a lot of games. You know he's going to lose to Nick there. Saban. You know who your rival is Nick Saban. Like what? What are we doing here? He gonna lose to LSU. Like, is Oklahoma gonna hire Steve Sarkeesian's best assistant or worst assistant or you know mediocre assistant? No. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien wasn't really good at Penn State, if you ask me. He wasn't. Uh, he, they were just so far low. They were just so far down. I just think they could have taken the ugly better. girl to a first party. They could have done a lot better than Bill O'Brien, man. But that was a, a hell of a lot. Hell of a lot better. I'd rather have Urban Meyer. I'd rather ha- I would too. I would too. And I know people are going to be like, why would you do that? Because he wins. And that's what this is about, people. So I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he wins. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're, we're going to move on from that one. That one doesn't seem it's real court- exciting. It's, you guys it's quarterback, back, so quarterbacks ain't shit in the pros, though. So uh, always a good time when number one plays number two. Uh, Tennessee seems to be coming out of nowhere here. I, I haven't really followed college football since the. I, uh, we can tell, Chris. We can tell you love this is the downfall of Penn State. I, I just haven't been able to bring myself back. Uh, I, dude, I used to love the Nittany Lions. Man. Oh man! You, oh my bad. Oh, you're a Penn State little, guy. I did not know that. Oh my God! You guys are conference foes in basketball. Fuck you both. The Hoosiers no, are the best I don't basketball care enough team anymore. ever grace a basketball it, it, court no, in not. the Big Ten. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> You get the score for me. <laughs> for us, stop. We'll, 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 we are going to get it. It's November and it's about to kick off. Hey, it's mm-hmm. who's your pride in this motherfucker, man? Hey, Indiana's better than Michigan at basketball. No, they're not. It used to be. Damn. Used Damn. I, no, well, I like not. the Cowboys. I like the, the Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all the teams I like were good at all? <laughs> they're not. They're, they're Indiana's. They're, no, no, no. We're going to beat y'all this year. You we might. Y'all maybe. Year. Maybe, but. <laughs> it's, right, sad. it's sad yeah. oh man all right my bad chris we was over here we was over oh, that's right. I, like i'm butchering lines. the transitions and the scenes over here so feel free oh to... tennessee tennessee and georgia um yeah. georgia well see chris since you ain't you don't really fuck with college football sterling i know you dabble but you dabble for draft purposes 
Like, right. like you, like I you're like a wedding, like, no, you're like a wedding crasher. You're like a wedding crasher. Like you go to college football games and you're like, I'm not really here to enjoy the ceremony and everything. I don't really like the college football, but there's a couple of bitches out here. I'd like to pluck and take with me. Yeah. That's how I live <laughs> my life. You're, you are a college, life. you are a college football crasher. Me on the other hand, I love college football. And let me tell you, this shit is going to be amazing because Georgia ain't played nobody. The couple teams have been okay, but Georgia hasn't really played anybody. Um, in fact, Oregon looks like they're going to win the Pac-12 unless USC does something about it, and they beat them by 46. Then you have Tennessee, who Hendon Hooker, Sterling, you were there. My guy, hey, Hendon, we need to have you on the show, man, because you're making me look like a motherfucking genius, cuz. Like, no, I said Hendon Hooker was going to be really good. Uh, even I didn't know. Well, I thought he could, I really did think he would win the Heisman. Like, Sterling, let me say this, but Sterling, I did not know his accuracy. He looks like he's the reason Russell Wilson can't play good because he's one of the monsters that took his powers. Because he's six foot five, but throws that same type of moon ball accuracy. He's yeah. doing it in college. You can't touch him again, Chris. He's six foot five. Like the Detroit Lions need to draft him or Will Levis. Period. Those are the only two quarterbacks that they need to even think about drafting. But Hendon Hooker is the real, real, real. We could talk. We could. We could. We could talk about that. And if you want to, hey, we could talk about that because I'm, I'm steadfast on as far as it's concerned about Detroit's draft pick, who they should get. I am a hundred percent. It's Will Levis. It's either. And and I, I said either one. You know what I'm saying? Because these are guys that have been able to pull guys out of obscurity. Like so, like this Tennessee team was nothing. If if you could think Tennessee is the equivalent of Houston Texans minus ten, minus a hundred, like Tennessee has been nothing, and their fans have just been there for them the entire time. And this God's gift to quarterback, this Vince Young that can throw, looking motherfucker, like he is amazing at quarter. Yeah. He's really good. He's come down. And he's completely shifted the mindset of Tennessee. All the other they've been getting good recruiting classes. And so, like, all their recruits are starting to shine because they do have a guy that can give them the ball, and now they're going to get their ultimate test. And what makes, and last point, what makes this game so interesting, guys, you see how excited I'm getting? The shit's collecting on the side of my mouth. Ah. <laughs> no, this is going to be the game that decides it. This is going to be the game yeah, that decides who it. gets to play Alabama for all the shits and giggles and the prizes and the candy. Like, this is it, people. Like, this, you ain't got to wait to the SEC championship because that's going to be something in itself. But this game is going to tell you who's going to be the one that's going to either let Alabama go to the champion, the, the Final Four, or beat them to get to the Final Four because this game matters. This is going to be a good one. Tune so in. So, does Tennessee win? I think so. Yeah. I think look, so. I think Tennessee has a stable of wide receivers that they're dirty. They're filthy, Boom and McCoy. I don't know. I don't know you if see. you're gonna be oh, able to, to match up. Yeah, you do from Madden. That's he, how, he was a, a he fucking superstar during the, the pandemic. Uh, yeah, time. yeah. Do, do y'all do y'all know about Brew McCoy? Like, oh, like side sidestep. Like okay, about first his high of all, or well, not about high school? No, no. But just about his journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just no, I'm not like gonna dive deep. Like, but just the fact that he was like the top, like like top three top receivers. Like him, yeah. Jaden Hazelwood, he went to Oklahoma. Um, there's another cat I'm forgetting. But they were like the top of the top, and he was supposed to go to Texas. Then he went to Texas. Then, oh, no. he went. Yeah, he went to Texas, Texas first. Then, USC. Then, then he got homesick, went to USC, then decided he's not homesick and needs to get out of home, and now <laughs> he's at Tennessee. And so Tennessee has really lucked up. Hendon Hooker, only reason Hendon Hooker is not doing this for Virginia Tech right now 
is because, and not saying winning all these games and being a champion, but like just putting up these gaudy stats and being a draft pick, is he got COVID so bad he had to get surgery. And like he ended up having to sit out a season and he ended up transferring. So like it's, it's very, the, the journey of some of these guys on this team is, it, yeah, they, they've all fallen right into place. And I just think this is what we call a team of destiny. I'm all I'm all on Tennessee. And I think that this is going to go completely against my other argument I made last week. So, Sterling, do not say, how can you like Micah Parsons if you say what I said? Quarterback play is, I didn't going, even to say be, that. is going to be the reason why I think Tennessee wins this game. Because I believe at the end of the day, do you want Stetson Bennett taking that final snap? Or do you want Hendon Hooker, who we saw do it against Alabama when they needed it the most, getting wide receivers to break records against Alabama? I just trust Hendon Hooker more. And so I think that the Tennessee Vols, shit, for the first time since fucking Peyton Manning and uh, what's my guy's name? Um, He had, oh, damn. T. T Martin? Yeah, T. Martin. I'm so sorry, T. Martin, my B. But ever since T. Martin and Peyton Manning, it's like, nah, because he was nice. He was nice. But ever since Tatum, Peyton uh, Manning, and T. Martin, we ain't we ain't seen a Tennessee team get up and stand up like this. So it'll be a good matchup. Hey. It'll be a good matchup. Georgia still has a really good defense. Um, they do, but they have played nobody. No, they and, have and not. That matters to me in football more than I mean in sports. That matters to me a whole lot more than most things. Is who you played, and they haven't played nobody. So yeah, Sterling, I mean, who do you got? Who do you got winning? Um, I would love for Tennessee to win. Um, I, I just think Tennessee is not very good on defense side of the ball. And we got no, we know Alabama's not in the back end, right? So yeah, I, I yeah. think this would be a real true test for Hendon Hooker and those wide receivers to see how much separation they can get. Um, but Georgia, they're gonna they're gonna smack you in the mouth. You know, they got a great offensive line, they got running backs that can that and they got three tight ends that are dirty. So this is uh strength on strength. Uh it, it's gonna be a good matchup. I'm gonna go with Tennessee here just because. Uh, I think Hendon Hooker and that firepowered offense is going to be too much. It's going to be another high-scoring game, just like the, the Alabama game. Sterling, just say it. Just say you're going with Tennessee because I'm from Chattanooga. The he said, Cause but no, um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, what's that? I'm, I, I'm looking for that receiver's name that scored the five touchdowns in um, in the game against Alabama. Forgive me. Um, but when you say it's going to be big on big – that's what comes to mind. Like they have yeah. guys that can make these. Shout plays. out the Migos. Shout out the Migos. You know, yeah, hey, big on right. big. We've segued. It's time for either or. Jalen Hyatt. My bad. Sports plug, Russ. You've got this uh, set up with Asante Samuel and Rondé Barber this week. Yeah, you know, it's either or. You know, I know I like to take two things, get y'all discussing them. Um, you know, y'all can hit us in the comments, which I think who y'all think is better. Yes, we have Asante Samuel and Rondé Barber. We got Asante Samuel played from 1997 to 2012. We got Asante Samuel played from 2003 to 2013. Now, um, let me go to what really matters to all you guys, and that's probably going to be what? Interception, Sterling? So for interceptions, we got Rondé Barber has 47. Asante Samuel has 51. Now we have as far as, where is it? Uh, where's my tackle? Uh, yeah okay so yeah that's why it's it's mind-blowing i'm sorry i skipped over it twice because when you hear this number you're gonna say russell you're lying so as far as tackles are concerned this is not a lie this is not a joke ronde barber has 1044 solo tackles to asante samuels 398 <laughs> that is called 
two different generations of football. Now, if you ask me who do I want, um, I actually went with Asante Samuel, even though I saw that gaudy solo tackle disparity. Um, but I still would say, and Ronde Barber has 18 QB hits, so and Asante Samuel has zero. But I think Asante Samuel is was a predecessor of these lockdown corners you have today that did need not need the physicality um, to get the job done. Asante yeah. Samuel actually won me over this week. I don't know if you guys saw that somebody interviewed him about something recently. He was on one of these these uh, player podcasts, and they were asking him about like the heyday of the Patriots and all of that. And he came out and said that like he never bought into the Patriot way. He's not doing all that bullshit. And so oh, these yeah. guys drank the Kool Aid, and and they were they were all in. And he called them company men and shit. Yeah, no, he's dope. He's, <laughs> yeah, it's not the same as actually Patriot way. Did you hear the story about when he was talking about when he was asking Bill Belichick to give him his money, and uh, they were like going back and forth, and the game came. It was like in the mid two thousands, probably like two thousand seven. And he was talking about how he played against. I want to say it was the Eagles, but he had like four, like four or five. It was a fucking gaudy number of picks, and every pick he got. He was screaming, and they thought he was screaming at the opposing team. He was like, no, I was screaming at Bill Belichick. Like, you fucking see this shit? I'm worth every fucking penny that I'm, that I'm owed. So I was like, Asante Samuel is the truth at playing the defensive cornerback position. Rondé Barber obviously was better in run support, obviously, uh, <laughs> with the amount of tackles. But I would say, give me Asante Samuel. I just, I, I like I liked the way that he did his thing. I, I'm going to go with Asante too, man. I, I think uh, he was a, you know, his coverage coverage ability was unreal. Ronde, yeah. yeah, he played a different era, run era. So they corners didn't have to have to be the physical specimens that they were when Asante kind of started playing. You know, that's and, why Dion was so great because he was that he was a, a new age corner back in the day. They don't want to shit on Ronde. He, he did his no. thing. You know, he'll, he'll lock you up too. But I just if you watch Asante Samuel get down in the position, it was just it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, no homo. All right, gentlemen, moving on from either or, we've got our official main topic of the night. I'm going to start this topic with an opening statement. Do you like that, Chris? It's the main Uh, topic time. We got to get live. Drop drop, drop the bomb. I'm going to start this with an opening statement. Uh, I fully expect to have my Bills Mafia card revoked by the end of this this statement. But the thing is, this this statement comes from how much I love Bills Mafia that somebody needs to say the, the the elephant in the room. Marv Levy wasn't good enough. Despite a superior roster, talent, and experience, the Bills were outcoached in all four Super Bowls. But Marv Levy to this day is beloved. Is he a great man? Even a great leader? Absolutely. But when on the field with an equally superior roster or against an equally superior roster, the difference was him every single time. He wasn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. No city and no fan base should be more hypersensitive to good isn't good enough to be great than Western New York. Those four Super Bowl losses had a profound effect on our community. It taught a generation of people like me, no matter how good you are, talented you are, or how much work ethic and resiliency you have, you will always be the Washington Generals to the rest of the country's Harlem Globetrotters. My generation then raised a generation of Bills fans where the outcome became secondary to the party because the product was so inferior. For two decades, expectations were reduced to rubble. Then, then along came Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and Brandon Bean, and everything changed. 
but did it change enough to surpass the 90s or just enough to surpass the 20s the 20 years of lowered expectations my greatest fear for my hometown for the younger generation of bills fans to have their hearts not just broken but traumatized in a way that is reinforced over and over and over again yes that was four times I want this generation to learn from Alan and Bean that the pursuit of true greatness looks like. I want this generation to learn from Alan and Bean what the pursuit of true greatness looks like. Where good isn't good enough. So many folks are just happy to be better than we were, to once again be relevant. They hope this team wins the Super Bowl. That is shameful. It's the culmination of generations upon generations groomed to just be thankful for one moment, please. With Josh Allen, who was the absolute pinnacle of the quarterback position, and Brandon Bean, who was without a doubt the best GM in the league, nothing short of a dynasty should be the goal. Standard and expectation from this point forward. Every decision should be made from that lens, and every, anything standing in the way of achieving that level should be under constant pressure to be upgraded. Last year against the Chiefs definitively proved Mickey D is not bringing a competitive advantage to games where the roster talent is comparable. In fact, he is a disadvantage that must be overcome in the face of another mediocre head coach, even in the face of another media, mediocre head coach, who ironically happens to be his mentor. All four playoff losses in the McDermott era were lost to weak, cowardly coaching, generic choices in quintessential moments. And he wasn't, oh. even, star and he wasn't even staring down the, the game's greatest. He was outwitted by coaching legends like Bill O'Brien, Doug Marone, and Andy Reid twice. The latter, ironically, being the example many casual Bills fans hold up as the ideal comparable for McDermott, which I would hold up as well as the ideal comparable with McDermott, except as the absolute worst-case scenario. A dynasty-caliber quarterback and roster that hopes to get lucky and Not overcome Andy. a superior head coach to win one Super Bowl instead of many. And in Andy's case, it took getting run out of town by the first city before he got that one lucky win with the next. How long before Kansas City The first gets city was trash. How long before Kansas City gets antsy that Andy is wasting the meat of Mahomes' career? Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers each won only one Super Bowl during all that time and absolute all-time great careers. Why? Because they had to constantly overcome inferior coaches for the majority of both their careers. So let's discuss what the difference is between a good coach and a great coach. Who wants first? That's a, that's a, that's a lot to unpack, man. That is a lot to unpack. A good coach versus a great coach. I believe that Sean McDermott right now is a really good coach. I wouldn't say he's great. I think he there's a lot left to be desired when it comes to playoff success. What you strategic know? advantage do you think Sean McDermott I, brings you I on feel, game? Oh, I, I defensively. Like it's defensively. Scheme. Defensively. Okay, let, let me rephrase I, that. What strategic advantage do you think he specifically brings as a head coach on game days that wait, couldn't be brought by an elite, wait, wait, guys, even him guys, as the defensive coordinator? Guys, we're not going to just discuss how Chris just poured his heart and soul into that shit, and it was live as fuck, but oh my god, you just ripped so many coaches nuts off of uh, their yeah. body, Look. and we're just going to go just gloss over over, over, and by the way, I said it, but Andy Reid, this is come from me. You got a fan in me. That first city you coached for was trash. Them was trash. You that know a Philly trash. fan? Do you know if I mean, as a Cowboys fan, you had to have watched it. He was yeah, the he that, that they didn't win a Super Bowl. The entire era, the entire Andy Reid era, era. He he was an inferior coach in the game's biggest moment. That wasn't his it, fault. That was Philly's fault. They were the Buffalo trash. Bills B squad, four straight conference championships. Then they get to the Super Bowl and choke That's there actually too. a good one. 
I have I I I, I like when I, this is y'all you you guys can discuss Charmin. I had my own view on this topic, and when I heard you tear into, I was like, I have yeah, got to see yeah. you guys go. I, I'll I'll cap it. Go, Chris. Go. Chris, go. you my dog, but that's that's some you saying some shit. And, and, and if you post this on Twitter, they are going to destroy you. Now, Sean McDermott is a great coach. Like, he's a he's a he's a great coach. Like. He's not all time best or anything like that. He has to prove that. But to say he's like he's trash, he's a generic football coach. That's why oh. I call Mickey D's because he's. Oh my god! god. Oh, when you, no, so when you play, man. so when you play Madden, it just says head coach one. That he literally looks like the Madden avatar of a generic coach that they give you. Like if he's, you, he, he's not Chad Masters. You you know that you know that old eighties movie Weird Science <laughs> where they put a bunch of pieces in the machine and it printed out a generic hot chick. That's how you get Sean McDermott. He's why do you great... why do you hate Sean McDermott? Because he's not a strategic advantage on the game day field. Any 12-year-old that plays Madden can run a clock better than this guy. He can't oh. even figure out challenges. He can't even figure out when a team's got three timeouts, you don't protect the fucking sidelines when they can only run two plays. It, it, it's that's a mistake. It, that part you, is a mistake. Don't you know what else I have a problem with? I have a release problem with... the demons, Chris. Go, go. The man, this is the healthy. Man, acts like he gets it and on paper you look in they're the most aggressive fourth down team in the league and he still is gutless and cowardly when the game's actually on the line and they need to go for it he reverts right back to who he is he said you're gutless everybody cowardly everyone blames him for the 13 seconds against the kansas city chiefs you know what nobody talks about nobody talks about the fourth and one that they didn't go for in the middle of the third quarter to punt the ball and have it end up in their end zone five plays later and they were chasing a two-score deficit the entire rest of that game because he didn't go for it on fourth and one when his fucking offense was unstoppable and his quarterback was in the middle of the greatest playoff performance in quarterback history in the league history this dude punts it on fourth and one when oh the first drive of the game he went to Forward on fourth and one twice. You know why? Because there was 59 minutes left on the clock and the score was 0-0. It didn't take somebody with some big sack of nuts to go for it at that point in time. Anybody could have. But when the game's on the line, when it matters, when your team needs you to go for it, no. Nah. And five plays later, it was in his fucking end zone. He, he is a liability. My my fear is that this man becomes Marv Levy 2.0. Everybody loves him because he's oh, a real man. nice guy, but he gets out-fucking-coached in the biggest games every single time. I don't want this generation... Listen, you guys... You guys know this. You, you're around the media. You're around all of this stuff. Most of us have seen the four faults of Buffalo. If the Bills get back oh, to the man. Super Bowl and they lose, do you understand the shitstorm that's going to come down on this city? You, we're going to be kicked again. We're going to be dragged again. Oh, the Bills are back to third losing. You know, you know it would be even worse than that? If y'all got to the Super Bowl and lost to us. That would cause a whole Man, lot of emotional damage. Now all of a sudden the NFC East is good again? Like, what the hell? This hey, is all in. too familiar. Listen. Now, I... I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was, do you, do y'all have, do you have more defense of your, I mean, y'all, I, I just yeah, was going to tell you the difference hurt, between Chris, a great coach Chris, and a who, good coach. Who hurt you, dog? Who hurt you? The Buffalo Bills. I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you two times they hurt him. I can tell you two times they hurt him, and they hurt him bad because yeah. we were responsible. So, I, I, hey, Chris, I understand what, where you're coming from because the Cowboys have had a lot of coaches like that in the past that were, puppets one of them got a job for 10 years at 10 years job security for doing shit but clapping Fuck. Oh, so I, under, I, under, I understand that now i, I just want to i just wanted to add this because i just 
the 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 question was, you know what I'm saying, what's the difference between a good and a great coach? So that was fucking amazing, Chris. I did not expect that. I am taken aback. I like that type of shit. That was some good-ass passion from a real fan. But, you know, if y'all lose this Super Bowl, if y'all get the Super Bowl and lose, I'm going to be the first one to say, you know what Bill stands for? Yep. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. But anyways, <laughs> Sterling, y'all better not and, lose. And, 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 right. and that, listen. And and the way it's going to happen is he's going to do something no, fucking stupid. Why are y'all why are y'all doing this right now? The Bills I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. I'm a Cowboys fan. We're gonna win that bitch against the Bills. That is oh yes. With that we, quarterback. No, with Michael Parsons at linebacker. Yeah, buddy, and D B and safety and linemen. Get out of here. But no, I, we can argue. We can argue that they both have a lot to accomplish when they get there. But I will just say this: the the difference to me, and it, to me, it's not even that complicated. I believe that football is one of the one of the sports that they take something that does not have to be complicated and make it so complex that it fucks them up. I think common sense is the main thing that separates them. I mean, you have things like uh, you have things like okay, there's certain coaches. Some are leaders of some. Well, all have to be leaders of men, but some are just leaders as far as like rah rah guys. They get their guys ready right, right. and their systems assistants get everything set up a la Mike McCarthy. I get my guys ready to play the game, but my assistants set them up for for success. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The best coaches in period point blank set their players up for success. They do not put players in bad positions. This is why Bill Belichick is the greatest coach ever. It is not fucking rocket science. Bill Belichick goes out there and says, hey, what, what kind of what kind of defense you run? All right, that's the kind of defense I run. Come play for me. Oh, my God, J.C. Jackson is amazing. Because J.C. Jackson is in in a position to succeed every fucking play. Because the coach has enough common sense to realize I'm not going to go get a West Coast running back, I mean, West Coast-style wide receiver, and put him in a vertical offense. And that's what happens in the NFL so many times. Baker Mayfield is not the best quarterback you've ever seen. But he is a victim of this as well. Lamar Jackson is happens to be a beneficiary of a good coach who realized, hey, I have Lamar Jackson. Can he throw like Peyton Manning? No. But can he get the job done? Yes. So what am I going to do? We're going to run the fuck out the ball, and we're going to give him the opportunities he needs to help us succeed. If we win or lose, it'll be on him, but he's an amazing talent. Josh Allen the same way. All the guys that are succeeding with good coaches, look at Jalen Hurts. Everybody that has a good coach is succeeding because the coach has enough fucking common sense to say i am not going to put guys in bad positions i am not going to throw 50 50 vertical guys to 50 50 vertical balls to 511 receivers who are better off running one-on-one slants and outs and cuts and digs and things of that nature i'm not gonna put you know uh gronkowski on triple move routes that require agility i'm gonna sit him straight up in the field and tell tom brady throw it. Tom Brady's regarded as the best quarterback ever. Duh, because in the playoffs, he runs that bitch. And he throws it up the seams and he hits his receivers that are better than the corners guarding guarding them in particular situations. It's not that hard. I think a lot of coaches get into, just like we say players get into, I gotta be the I got to be the one that that was the reason for everything. I think coaches have that same issue. They got to be the reason why the offense is successful, the defense is successful, and the special teams are successful. Me, I believe the okay, – I was just going to say, I believe the Cowboys, and this you can call me a fan if I want, but this is watching their success. I believe watching them is a model of don't fuck it up. 
Like, if you have a guy like Jerry that wants all that shit, okay, that's cool. And I don't like that way the operation goes. But I'm also to the tune of Mike McCarthy. Don't fuck it up. You got a guy that can call the defense. He's doing it. You got a guy that you finally got online to call the offense properly. Now he's doing it. Go for the ride and manage the personalities. I think that's a big thing in all sports. Just manage what you got. Don't try to make this shit too hard. Let me ask you both a yes or no question. Do you think Sean McDermott goes to the Giants? He starts five and one. Yeah, I do. Really? I don't think Dable's a better coach than Sean McDermott. That's you don't a, think, you don't well, think Dable I, Sterling, 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 Sterling. I think that that's a good question, Chris. And I think that I would have to say what you're thinking, Chris, is no. But Sterling, I think that we're watching Dayball become one of these coaches that we look at like, holy shit. He's got that juice. He's what we thought Matt Nagy was gonna be. I think you know what I'm saying? Like I, but 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 that doesn't. But to me, that doesn't mean that Sean McDermott is a is a bad coach or is a coach that's just good and not great. I think Sean McDermott is a guy that's. I I, I think that guys are in this realm of you're not you're not just a good, you're not just a great, but you have this window to get that shit done. And if you get it done, like look at Sean McVay, he can lose all he wants, but he got it done. So he's a great coach because he found a way to get his system to win. You know what I'm saying? So he is one of these great coaches. It wasn't just because, oh, it's just because players play. Nah, when he had Gurley and Goff, he manufactured a way to the Super Bowl. So we knew he had the juice to do it. It's just about getting it done. So I think Sean McDermott is a guy that we're looking at like, we may feel this way about it, this way about it, but we got to see you get it done before we can say like, you know what I'm saying? Before we can say you're good or great. I think greatness in terms of coaching is always dependent on the finish line. Yeah, Did yeah. you win? Did you win yeah. the Super Bowl? More than players, it, a, you cannot tell me a coach that hasn't won any championships is better than a coach that has. So Because like, that's the ultimate thing about it with a coach. It matters more than anything else. Moving is, away did from you win it? McDermott and just talking in, in general terms, I think the the playoffs ultimately almost always comes down to coaching. And I think that's where good teams go against good teams. And then what's the difference maker at that point? Your your head coach. And that's where I think our guy gets gets exposed all the time. And that's where my concern is on, you know, if the, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, then anything that's not good enough to get that job done has to be assessed and, and considered for an upgrade. And the head coach, to me, especially once you get to the Super Bowl and it's two great teams playing each other, like they didn't more often than not, you didn't get there by a fluke. And the difference to me, year in and year out, and who wins the Super Bowl is ultimately co- coaching. Well, I think I think sometimes, excuse me, I think sometimes it comes down to making plays too, yeah, because if you look at last year. Oh, that for matters one, a hell of a lot. For one, for one Super Bowl, yeah. The, the, well, no, the, I, I, I got think lucky I, and talent and, and the best okay. team won. All right, Chris, blowouts. So in blowouts, yes. In blowouts, you got outcoached, point blank period. But last year, we can't look at the Rams and say, we look at the Rams and the Bengals. We saw that Jamar Chase was running wide open down the field. And we saw that uh, Aaron Donald made the play, but it was a good play call because he was able to make the play. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at it, it goes hand in hand. I think that's why mostly what matters more than anything is you do nothing but put your players in the best situation to succeed. And I think that's, I, and yes, in playoffs, 
that does matter, like coaching matter. But I think that's the thing that matters in coaching is that we're seeing like you need to put this guy in the best situation. If he's good at running verticals, then in the playoffs, he needs to run nothing but verticals. So I have like, I have five I have five coaches here, and I want each of you guys to give me a yes or no on whether you think they're or good or great. You man. just I'll, I'll name one. You each say good or great. Uh, first one is Andy Reid. Great. great. Tony Dungy. Great. Mike Tomlin. Great. great. Can I start real quick? Mike Tomlin is great plus one. Mike Tomlin is the only coach that can successfully and consistently say next man up and it works for him. Like if we're talking like in terms of like video game numbers, he could lose like a 99 overall player and replace him with an 80 overall player and you're still going to make some noise. I, I like Mike Tomlin's ridiculous, but go ahead. Final, final one, Marty Schottenheimer. Good. Good. I have them all as good. Oh my God, Chris! What's the, what's here, the right coach here, oh my God, Chris! Here's here's why. Come on, Chris! Here's, here's what I here's what I Not differentiate that all of these guys have in common. They all coached for a very long period of time the same franchise. They all had franchise QBs for a long period of time. They all had strong rosters for for extended period of time, and they all only won one. Super Bowl, I, 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 but I don't. I, okay, this is just and, me. And most of them, most of them would have had multiple Super Bowls if they didn't didn't what if they Hold didn't up. lose to the best coach in, in NFL history, uh, the Patriots. But th this is one thing I have to say though. So when it comes to championships, I am one to believe if you get one, you get the credit from me. If you get multiple, you're on another level and stratosphere because it's hard to win a championship. So I don't really fault people for winning just one. Now, I will say this, though. When we talk about going into... When we're talking about the, coaches with 20-plus years and franchise, Hall of Fame, all-time great okay. quarterback, one isn't good enough. So can I ask Can I ask you a question, though? Because I, I immediately thought of Tony Dungy. If Peyton Manning decides early in his career that it's okay to hand off the ball, you don't think he wins more? Um, if Tony Dungy doesn't get fired, do you think he wins the following year? Man got fired and, the, and immediately got replaced by somebody and went won a Super Bowl with his roster. Coaching matters. No, it matters a lot. It matters a lot. But I'm saying, like, he he lost he lost the, with the, he lost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he ended up and and Gruden came in and directed the ship and won the Super Bowl. And then, he, and then and then he fell into but Peyton wait, Manning. But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, but wait, majority wait. of Peyton Manning's hold career up, hold and up, went 13-3 every single year and lost to what? Hold up, Chris. Coach. Hold up, Chris. You know I was not going to let you skate, slide, and get by. Sterling, I would like you to tell the people who was the coach for the team. What, 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 not who. What was the team that uh, uh, John Gruden beat in the Super Bowl? Let's see. John Gruden beat... Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, didn't he beat no, the Raiders? No, 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 no. He beat the he Raiders. Raiders. He beat yeah, the Raiders. Oh, my God, Chris. Now, would you hold Bill Callahan in the same light as John Gruden because he took his players to the Super Bowl? Because that's where John Gruden was the year before. And when John, Gruden, when John Gruden left Rich Gannon, got the MVP, I believe. I'm not following what you're what, what the point. Bill Callahan ain't shit. That's what I'm trying to say. Bill Callahan okay. ain't shit. So sometimes players matter. Now John Gruden's a good what, coach. What, what, what did Bill Callahan win? Mattered. 
But Tony Dungy's team was so stacked. I believe Tony Dungy would have won a Super Bowl at some point with that team. But, but, the team decided to go in another direction. He and John Gruden, they were right by what he did with the Indianapolis Colts. He was great with Colts. He but won. He won. He won Super one Bowl. Super Bowl with Peyton Manning's entire career. Oh, my That's God. That's embarrassing. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, and he I, got, I got way higher standards for all-time great. No, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't fault you for, as a coach, sitting there saying that, I coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers no. up to a point where we lost on one fucking throw to what's his name? Uh, the great, wide receiver. Great, great players' they lost... careers are ten to fifteen years. If they win one Super Bowl, I understand that. No, great coaches are twenty no. to thirty no. years. One Super no. Bowl isn't a fucking no. enough to be a great no. coach. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because we watched those games, and we watched the fact that we saw Peyton Manning get rattled and all. Though that is not. That's not Tony Dungy's fault. That Peyton Manning could not handle the bump and run. Marvin Harrison could not handle the bump and run when they ran what, up against Ty Law and the boys. That's not their what, fault. What, what was the first? I mean, that's not Tony Dungy's fault. If they ran the ball a little bit more, they probably have a few more Super Bowls. Peyton Guess Manning is—that comes down to coaching. Chris, we're gonna run Chris. the ball a little bit more. So, oh, oh, so, so Sterling, let's ask Sterling. Sterling, so do you believe that Tony Dungy would have been able to walk into a room and say, "Peyton Manning, we are gonna hand this bitch off." And Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning, and Pey if Peyton Manning did not want to do that, do you think that was going to happen? Fuck no. no. They got rid of Edron James. Dude, Th there's no reason Peyton, to no. get rid of Edron James. Peyton Manning is the ultimate company guy. Forget about it. Stop. If, stop. If stop. Nice stop. No, he's not. No. Tony Dungy no. sat him down. And he's like, listen, no. Peyton, I love you. Chris, but I, I no. really think, I really think no. if we just could do a couple more running plays. This ain't Denver Peyton. This ain't no. Denver Peyton with a bad neck and no arm. Nah, this bro. is Indianapolis Peyton, king cool of the world. All of these coaches lost to the best coach to then ever, Chris, to Chris, ever coach. Then why did they get rid of Edron James? Because they weren't why? Anyway. What? Because Peyton wanted to throw that bitch. And Peyton's like the best computer ever to play quarterback, so we respect right. it. And he won his Super Bowl doing it. But you, the, the, the team in, in Tampa Bay – uh, Keyshawn Johnson was angry because they didn't throw the ball enough. Like he went to he went to Indiana because and the next coach showed up and made sure he got the ball enough. Because I, I, I would I would okay. just I would just I would sit here and say that number one, I'm not going to give John Gruden all the credit for coming in when that team was ready to win. All of the credit, I'll give him some credit because you got to put some shit together when the Super Bowl, and so I'll give him some credit. But I, I'm not going to sit here and call Tony Dungy just good because he resurrected that franchise in Tampa Bay, number one, from nothing. And when it, to be a coach, that to me means a lot too. Like you got to win at least one. But your ability to take some people – you're to me, the best coaches can take whatever the fuck they got out there and make it work. That's what makes you a good coach. And Tony Dungy resurrected that franchise. He took whatever he was given – the motherfucker went to an NFC championship with Sean King, man. Like Sean King, man. 
Like Dungeys and the Sean McDermott's of the world, they can no, run my no, sports Sean McDermott. They can run not, my sports administration department any day of the week. Put them in the I same bring sentence. Those, those men in to run uh, my campus. Y'all need you know. to put some respect on Sean McDermott's name. I, no, well, I'm just saying, wait. don't put him in the same sentence as Tony. D- I'm saying respect we're, Tony Dungy. Right, right. We're gonna, we're gonna give Sterling here the the final word on on our main topic for tonight because he he's, he's been drowned down through the whole thing. So Sterling, final thoughts on on the difference between a good head coach and, and a great one and anything you would like to retort to in this segment I, I think you can't mention a great head coach without mentioning a great quarterback i think though that that relationship is uh super important man you gotta have it nate find me a, a great head coach with a trash quarterback you, you, you know dynasties aren't made that way um and, and and winning the super bowl is extremely hard man it's extremely hard bill cower great coach won a super bowl right uh oh, i'm gonna find one Probably should have won more. Should have. Could have. But it's so hard to win a Super Bowl, man. It, it's tough. I think any coach with a franchise quarterback can luck into at least one Super Bowl, man. I think when you've got a great franchise quarterback Brian, okay. and you got a great Brian, ro- roster. Brian Billick. Brian Billick. What about – what do y'all think about Brian Billick? <laughs> I was I was going to say – I couldn't remember his name. Um, It's Haslam. The coach for the for the t- Trent Dilfer Ravens, yeah, Brian Billick. Brian Billick. He wrote a defense to the to the Super Bowl, but he was smart yeah, enough. Okay, yeah. to like, like, let's. I'm just thinking about the guy. He, the guy he beat. My bad. The guy. Oh, I'm I, thinking about the guy he beat. My bad. Go ahead. I, I mean, to me, that that was a a great coaching season because he took the tools he had and and did the best, played to their best advantage in games, and. Had a quarterback that wasn't going to light the world on fire, but wasn't going to going to fuck up the ten three game, and so that was that was smart. It was so good coaching. Was, but that's it, what was, I, but that, was it coaching or was it the legendary defense he had? It, it was, was the legendary defense, but the coach was smart enough to lean into it and not screw it up by trying to freaking. Can we? Can we? Can we just? Offense. Can let's just, let's just. I know y'all gonna be like, oh my god! I let y'all. I let y'all hijack this shit with the Bills today. I let y'all. Y'all came in here jump me. Y'all made sure the Bills got more. But let's just I'm talk about problem. the. Ele- no, no, let's no. Just, I'm, I'm let's, the one let's, that's been jumped wait, wait, wait. today. But but let's just let's just talk about the elephant in the room because what we're talking about and putting players in positions and watching the elephant in the room things. is that coaching has killed the Cowboys last fifteen seasons. You guys had the roster, the quarterback, all the pieces, and. Whew, but what but what has happened? But what has Let happened? Me finish with one last part of the rant. The dumbest sports decision I have seen in the last 30 years of sports was the hiring of Mike McCarthy. What the fuck were you guys thinking? I disagree with that because you know what Mike McCarthy has that we don't in the last fucking 30 years? Super Bowl. He All didn't. Right, so Aaron Aaron Rodgers dragged his ass over the finish line to get we're that. We're paying Dak sixty million dollars to drag his ass across the finish. Micah, it's literally, literally Micah. the perfect example no, of but, why one Super Bowl but, doesn't make you a but, great coach. Because but, but, no, no, no. McCarthy has one Super Bowl. No, no. But you have to look at the fact that he is able to guide the ship. That matters, yeah. man. Yeah. Being being able to. Yeah. Oh, you, no, no. But okay. Okay. Hey. Sterling, you always see like those people. You always see those people. You always see those people at the bottom of the of like a of like a, a industry food chain, and they see the administrator at the top who's managing all this shit, and they look at him and say, "You don't really do shit. All you do is make sure everybody do what the fuck they supposed to do. That's you know, all you do. If everybody you know, just did what the fuck they supposed to do, do, 
the menu administrator flag. They don't have to decide fourth and ones. They don't have to do any because, of those things. The administrator has to make sure the paperwork. You know why? Fine. You know why? Because the administrator has realized and is so dope at his job. He has sat down in the room with the offensive coordinator, and the defense, uh, and you could tell he's done this with Dallas. You saw Kellen Moore. You have seen Kellen Moore go from. I am going to try to throw this bitch 40 times a game to sit the fuck down, and we're going to run this bitch with two great running backs. That shit didn't just happen. Kellen Moore didn't just all of a sudden have a epiphany in his head and say, oh, I should do this. Mike McCarthy had something to do with sitting this man down and saying, look, man, while you have Cooper Rush, let's just do this shit. Run it. Right. <coughs> do, you know what, do you know what elite it administrators do? Do you know what elite administrators do? They take a superior offense and they sit there and play baby games, like trying to get the other team to jump off sides on fourth and two all the fucking time. Like, like we have an inferior. That's not him. That's Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm just saying. But he, but you know, but you know, a great, but you know, a great project. You know, great project management is allowing your great quarterback to do that. Because maybe guess what might happen? You might get that penalty, and when you do get that penalty. Hey, we'll take it because what's the wins and loss? What's the loss that we get from this? Nothing. Yeah. People on TV just going to be mad at Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think that's lost in this whole, like, I was a proponent. I'm a fan of Mike McCarthy. I was the one that said it's not a bad move because we see it. No, like, look. You really were a Packers fan. I was no, a Packers but, fan. No, no, but, but I'm saying, but even when, you, even when you watch it, like, they got mad at each other, the Packers dispersed. But even if you go back and watch when the Cowboys are on hard knocks, the way he interacts with his team, the way that he talks, and the way he that he Brett has... Favre under the bus. He deserves it. Brett Favre deserves to be in jail. Fuck Brett Favre. That's Post the Brett last Favre. person... Brett Favre. Chris, can I tell you something? I spent Brett half Favre of my life... Play as long as Chris, Chris, I have love for Mississippi. I'll just put it that way. It's fuck Brett Favre on my side. All the way. I can't... Brett I can't Favre, Brett Favre... I owe you a fade. Oh, <laughs> like Brett Favre, you go. Like I do not like Brett Favre at all. He stole all from the poorest sport, people in, in Mississippi. Go down in absolute flames. But the on the field <laughs> fact remains: this man earned the right to go out on his own goddamn terms. Ted Thompson, Mike McCarthy, and Aaron Rodgers is the fucking holy trinity of hell. All three of them motherfuckers conspired to stab a, a legend in the back. The, all of them. And, brutal, and brutal. you know what? And you know what? He conspired to stab Mississippi in the back. So fuck Brett Favre. And he deserved it. But, but I, I just think, I, but I, I do think what? that there has to be something said for the ability to manage, manage a person. Okay, prime, prime example. I'll just lay this one out here. Graphics right. have already changed, what? my friend. The, the graphics right. have changed. We're, we're okay. on to the next thing. Uh, trade deadline, speaking of administrators, so if you can find a way to work in your points framed around administrators and trade deadlines, Sterling, or Sports Plug Russ, you are still free to to, to take the floor first. Oh, I was just going to say I, the Eagles are amazing at what they did, Sterling. Oh, and uh, I think the pickup of Roquan Smith for the Dolphins is going to be fucking elite. How do y'all feel about that one? Oh, Roquan Smith did, to the Ravens. Roquan Smith? Ravens, yeah, I'm sorry. Ravens. Not Dolphins, Ravens. Uh, How y'all Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins. But no, I'm no, I'm saying Roquan Smith to the Ravens. It was all in the AFC. My bad. Kill me in the comments. It's cool. But I meant seeing Bradley Chubb, uh, not Bradley Chubb, but seeing Roquan Smith go to the Ravens. What do y'all think about that one? Because that, to me, was the biggest one of all. You could talk about what the Eagles did, but I think Roquan Smith being added to that defense that needed it so badly. Him and Queen, nah, bro. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, I think what? it's a great trade for the Ravens, man. They need 
help on that defense and that linebacker. You know, this is a team that's always had good linebackers. So you add a Roquan Smith. They have and two again, really good ones. Well, they got three. So you got Patrick. True, Clark, true. Uh, what's his name? Uh, God, I, I'm lacking sleep. So well, I no, they, well, no, I'm saying they have three. They, they have three really good ones. But I'm saying right. they have two guys that could literally. They have two guys that could be the best linebacker in the league on their team now, like top yeah, five. Bro, they they bro potential Juan. top five. Patrick Queen's coming on. He's a monster. Uh, he, he got. I, I got to see more. I got to see more. Who's and he's younger too, isn't he? He's younger yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he's the third he's, year guy. He's third year. Oh yeah. So I was, I'm thinking, just watch it, watch it. But Roquan definitely. Roquan's, Roquan's already the, what top ten two, three. Ah, who gets three five for Lamar or Roquan? Roquan. <laughs> Less money. They could resign him today, but they won't. Is it, do you think do you think uh, Lamar's long term future is in Baltimore? I think man, so. that's I, I think about that all the time. I think so, Chris, and I really don't know. I, I really don't know because I think that has to Baltimore. Be. If Baltimore, here's what I think, Sterling, you have a point because it has to be because they have the ability to what franchise them three times. Yeah, three times. Okay, so on Sterling's side, twice. Yes, twice. My bad, twice. So. For the first two years, there's nothing that we're gonna we're gonna see. But if they franchise him, he's gonna leave when he can't be franchised. I, I feel like at a certain point, ego's gonna come in, and he's like, "You fucking guys dangled me in the wind. You left me to be a lame duck over and over again. I'm out of here." He just signed yeah. a sign that said, "Pay the man," and they should pay him. By the way, I believe they should pay him. But You're I do right. think I do think that if they fran- if not, even, I'm you know what, Sterling, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Even though they have the ability to franchise him twice, if they franchise him one time, like he's after done. this season, yeah. if they franchise him, he's done. And yeah. he's going to be a Dolphin. And I don't blame him. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Not a Dolphin. I'm sorry. Not a Dolphin. That was my thought when Tua's brain was still scrambled eggs. But now I don't really know where he's going to be because Tua's proven everybody, except for me, very wrong. I just think that's a super hard contract to get done because I can understand why Lamar wants to be paid like the top quarterbacks. I totally get his perspective, but I, I totally, as a franchise, you don't do it, Chris. As a franchise owner, I, I just <laughs> would have a much lower number than those other guys because. Oh my I, God, Chris! It's about winning. You're right. Jackson. It is. What's his playoff record? Oh, it's the same as the same as fucking Dax, and Dak got paid. So yeah, the Cowboys make stupid contracts all the time. That's not a great and, and so so do the other NFL owners. Cash over cap, my friend. Pay the bill. I just don't think that a big like. I think if if there's no Chris, are you okay. serious? Or are you just fucking with me? Because I know here, that you're here, fucking. Here's with what me. I think is is the best case scenario for Lamar, but I don't think his ego allows him. I think a substantially lesser contract than the top five quarterbacks in in the league currently have. And then they're able to build a much better roster and team around him that that allows him to be as successful as he can possibly be. But I think if you if you eat up your entire cap with an Allen or a Mahomes type contract for uh, Lamar, I don't think you're going to be able to build a strong enough roster that he's going to be able to carry it all himself. I don't think he'll be be able to build a strong enough roster if you pay all any of them dudes that that amount of money. Period. Because quarterbacks are overrated and they shouldn't be paid the most. And the NFL should pay players like the NBA does. You should get paid. The best players should get the most money. Period. Aaron Donald, you get if the, quarterbacks most, the most are overrated, money. Then that's another argument to lowball Lamar. 
But but um but, I, but, to be paid, but no no but I'm saying for his team and the way they've chose to build that team, like nah, you pay that man. Like you pay him and I think and you they're pay true to do are because they've invested so much into designing you that know what? team around I'll his take family. that back. I, I, let me let me clarify my point because I do believe quarterbacks overrated and that's a personal thought of mine. But the overwhelming point is your best players on your team should get the cash. And Lamar is the best player on that team, the best hope they have to get to the Super Bowl, so he should get that cash. But I, I don't think that, like, the the style or anything di- – wins and losses. I'm tired of, like, us nitpicking how this guy does what – do you win for me or do you lose for me? If you win for That's me, I'm going to pay them. you. If, you, if yeah. you win for me I, – but I don't believe it's just playoff only. Like it, 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 it has something to do with. He's not the only one fucking up in playoff games. It's not the reason why we like to put it all on quarterbacks is because the way they have the money spread out. But let's be honest, we can go into all these football games and look at a multitude of reasons. The amount, of the a lot of times, you know, the reason why the Cowboys lose, it's not that Dak Prescott. Not be on Dak Prescott's ass, but it's not him. It's because the offensive line be fucking up. You want to win me so over on Lamar Jackson? Show me his overall record and passer rating against top 10 defenses. What does that matter if he wins the game, Chris? That, that's I, The first thing I said was show me his record against top 10 defenses and his passer rating. I think both Do of you those have it? Are, Do you have it? I don't I don't have it, but my Who, my gut instinct, my my impression is that it, both of those numbers would be horrible. And if I'm wrong on that, then I that would completely reframe how I look at Lamar Jackson. But I'm I'm basing my Lamar Jackson bias on the belief that he's probably below 500 against top 10 defenses and probably has a 70s maybe 80s passer rating against top 10 defenses. I doubt you'll be able to find find that information that quickly. But while you're can looking I, for I, it, can I ask you a question, question though? Can I ask you a question though? What if he had what if he had terrible stats but they won every game? He ain't getting that money. <laughs> yeah he's not good but oh i said terrible yeah oh, never mind uh, that's a bad watch that. <laughs> watch that yeah so, i didn't mean i didn't mean terrible i was trying to go for what if he had just like mediocre regular so, so what like if he's he, Kirk Cousins? he yes 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 thank you that's a perfect one thank you thank you sterling look see sterling he saves like Bill Cosby, he doesn't do the he doesn't do the other thing, but he saves. <laughs> Sterling, in your opinion, what was the the biggest trade of the week that has that'll have the most impact on the rest of the season? Yeah, it was Bradley Chubb, man. Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins is is big time for them because now you have a, a, another another pass rush on the other side um, that can really affect the game. Um, you know, Bradley Chubb is. He's okay. I mean, he's a good pass rusher. I don't think he's elite. Um, I'm going to be honest, he's not elite. But I think, you know, what they already have and that defense that they have over there in Miami has been struggling all year. Uh, I think getting a more consistent pass rush is, is the key. I mean, because they already got the keys on offense, you know, so they're, they're just missing a few pieces on defense. Uh, How much so does I think it close the gap against the Bills? They're not going to. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I don't think they're going to pass. But how much do you think it closes the gap? Do you think it cuts it's it in a, half? You... Oh, yeah, it cuts it in half for sure. For sure. I, I I feel like the Dolphins are maybe a year away from really, like, where the there's no margin. Uh, toward the end of the year. 
in the middle of a snowstorm. Y'all lost. Y'all lost the first game, right? Well, they I mean, we you. lost Mother Nature. They're gonna beat y'all again. <laughs> I totally disagree. Like, right, I, well, I, I totally disagree. So I think that are, Bradley Chubb. I think that Bradley Chubb is the medicine that the Miami Dolphins need on the defensive side of the ball to because beat I the Bills. To, to, to yeah. like stop it. They you, already you, beat you. They hey, already beat you. You are a Bills okay. hater. You're. Bills I'm not hater. a Bills hater. You are. I'm not a Bills hater. You, you, you can't be a Cowboy fan and not be a Bills hater. They're synonymous. What? No, you can't. You can't hate what means nothing to you. We destroyed y'all. Y'all are just. Y'all were just. We're talking about just... the past. We're talking about. No, no, nobody's saying ago. like he. Nobody's saying like no. I, I like the Cowboys fans. I think I speak for most of. We don't hate the Bills. Like y'all didn't but beat us. But the Cowboys us. Like, are like the not... antithesis of the Bills. They're they're the big money, the the flashy but, name, the biggest brand in the league, and then you get the little lovable Bills. I don't, I don't literally hate on the, both the far ends of the spectrum. Hear, hear, hear me, hear me out though, because I'm not speaking from like a Cowboys you guys perspective. Think you're America's team. We're actually we, no, we don't team. think we don't think we know we are America's team. That's red, why that's why red, you're even talking about us blue, right bro. now. Red, right now, red, that's blue. why we're even. That's why. How do you think we snuck into this conversation? No. This had nothing to do about you, the Cowboys. You want to know, know what America? The Cowboys. They hate us, Cadenas, baby. The morally bankrupt America. The capitalist, <laughs> over the top. The 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 Wall Street freaking. How this greed is good. Greed is good. That version Look. of America is is what the Cowboys are America's team of. And you know the, what? That that part of America. The best in yourself and and the little guys. Can, and, and can you know what? Up by the bootstraps, traps. That's that America. That's that's the Buffalo. Bill. And you know what? That America that you describe and despise is the Cowboys. You know what? Life is good. But now I'm oh. saying like, uh, no, nah, but no, nah, but really, 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 really though. I think that the reason why I really believe that this trade is going to be really beneficial to the Dolphins because they already have the one up on you guys. Not not to say that they're just dominant over you. This is just how seasons go. They have the one up on you, and they did get lucky. They did get lucky. They got lucky. Cool. But they were able to get lucky. Having enough for them to win that game. Wait, 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 wait. But they did it. Their quarterback was jammed up, got messed up. They were able to still get you guys. Duke gets they're gonna up come, every time they play they, the Bills. They, they're going to come back, and they're going to play you guys again, and he's going to be playing. And now that defensive secondary that they have, which is awesome, tell me their secondary is not really good, and Ooh. I'll call you guys the Dolphins. It's not. Yeah. I'm it's talking not. about, okay, not, not, not overall performance-wise, because that's going to get to my point now, but I'm talking about player personnel-wise. You would take those players on that roster, correct? For on defense, you would take those guys over who? Just, just <laughs> if, if just in general, this is this hard because y'all are Bills fans. This is like yeah, asking I'm me just, about the yeah. Washington Commanders. I mean, it's also hard no, because we've watched Allen the Giants. The Giants. Rough shot. No, my my, my main point, that. my my main point is that they have they have the players, and one thing that they have been missing on that defense is a pass rusher. Correct? Am I lying there? So you know what pass rusher about? have they had to, to bring fear that you had you have to game plan for Chubb? Well, Bradley Chubb not is a, not that. I mean, he's no, not but like no, that but you guy. have to game you have to game plan for him though. You do have to game plan for him. You do, and so with that, they have not name a guy on their defensive line that was like that 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 you had to game plan for, just like that. They you haven't had what, one since Cameron Wake, I believe. Correct. That build the stat sheet, but aren't going to win championships. Miami's like like that as a franchise. They can have Guys. all the good players in the world. They can put up all the stats, all that. And I just don't fear them. I understand you guys because oh, I hate you know, the Giants. But you know they got Jalen Phillips, right? 
I think Jalen Phillips is a better no 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 no. But, than no, but this, right now. here's my point though. You're bringing, but Jalen Phillips is can be, but you're bringing in a guy that affects that. Like the reason why Michael Parsons is so good, like you tried, like you did try to argue last week, and I and I heard it. Not not very many other people did was the fact that he has players around him. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that you have guys around the guy, like having a Dem- Demarcus Lawrence. Then adding, then adding a Michael Parsons to it, then adding a Dorrance Armstrong, having those players around. They have Javon Holland. They have, well, Byron yeah, Jones hurt, yeah. isn't he? Isn't Byron Jones hurt? Mm-hmm. Uh, he got hurt, but they had a Byron Jones. They have Xavier Howard. They have defensive players that play good in the secondary and the middle and the intermediate section of the field. But for like, I'm telling you, since Cameron Wake... They have not had a guy that makes you really look at him and say, I got a game plan for that guy. He's not Jonathan Taylor, but Chubb has the, has the ability to put enough pressure on the offense with a guy like Phillips. will keep Phillips from getting double teamed. They'll have the ability to make that pass rush better. Better pass rush means what? The DBs can react to passes better, which means what? Your defense's overall becomes better. No, it helps. It helps. Overall, it makes them better, and I do think that I do think they're going to beat y'all twice. Now, will they beat y'all in the playoffs? I don't know. They're not winning that snow game. They're not winning that snow game. They're not, uh, they're not, you know, yeah, you, they're not winning Buffalo. You know who else isn't winning a lot lately is uh, Tommy Brady. Now, it, it was it was inevitable to me that this man was going to stay one season too long. I just didn't think his family would be collateral damage in that season. Uh, is he done or has he got nothing else to do now that he's divorced that he's definitely going to stick around? He's done. He's done. Yeah. Uh, this is last season, man. It should be his last season. Does he make it through the season? Yeah. Yeah. He won't quit on his team. I, I He'll make it. Brady doing that. But I said, I say it all the time. These guys, these guys don't go out in glory. You, you got to go out on your shield. Um, all, all these football players for the most part, they go out on their shield, like, and that's just happening to Tom now. Another thing about Tom that makes it interesting is like you had a choice, bro. Like you really had a choice, and and even though it looked good from the outside, and hey, we're not married to Giselle, man. You shouldn't have listened to us when we told you to play. You should have took your ass home. Like shit, me and Sterling were like, play. Clearly, we we're wrong. You're you were married to a witch who's casting spells. Take your ass back home, but I don't yeah, think he's bro. gonna quit on his team. But I most definitely think that this is the end of the road. But I'm not in a place of like sorrow. Like this is how this is how quarterbacks get ended. Yeah. This is how players get ended. They go out on the shield. Like it's this. They you cannot get. It's always gonna end ugly. It just took longer than everybody thought. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you, you yeah, it's always you. Can, there's no name me a player that without reluctance quit in a happy state. Like winning, you gotta get it. Goes it goes back. You because you, you, you have because that's how you realize. I think John I got this shit. The last one. He's a lot, and even him, I think. I think his was. We noticed that, like he he he's the last one. He realized it. I need. I I'm getting too old for this shit. On some lethal weapon shit, I'm too old for this shit. Like I can't do this no more. And like I think that players don't see it, and they have to get knocked. That Troy, I'm a Cowboys fan. Lamar, LeVar Arrington had to knock this man out, like out of football before. And we knew, we knew years, weeks, seasons before. Draymond's done. He ain't the same, Troy. 
But these guys got to go out. They got to go out on on their back, man. For some reason, they got to go out with knowing. I get it, but they got to go out knowing that shit. Hey, this is this is all I got. This is all I have left. All right, gentlemen. The top ten power rankings brought yeah. to you by Sterling. I guess my first question here, right off the get go, that you had the Dolphins ranked at number ten. Is that before or after the Chubb trade? And does the Chubb trade change it at all? Yeah, that that's. Because of the Chubb trade, uh, I think that puts him at number ten. I, I think you know, in, in Tua back, I think you know they're they're a good team. I think they can uh, they can make the playoffs. You know, they uh, they beat the lowly Detroit Lions last week, but the Dolphins are a good lowly. team. Lowly, same old Lions. Sol, New York Giants, man. Uh, one of the most underrated games last week against Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the New York Giants came up short. You know, they had a, a fourth quarter meltdown toward the middle of the uh, fourth quarter. They kind of just lost it. But I still think they're the number nine team uh, in my power rankings. They're not and Giants. Then, they're midgets. Go ahead. Yeah. And then, you know, how in the world does this team keep winning? Geno Smith <laughs> is playing out of his mind. Uh, I don't know what's in the water in Seattle, but it ain't Russell Wilson. And they are uh, <laughs> they are balling. So I'm, I'm going to go addition with the by subtraction. There. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coaching matters. We got the I don't know what the make of these dudes. I mean, just when you think their season over, you know, Derrick Henry rushes for 200 yards. Malik Willis comes in a spot duty for Ryan Tannehill and uh, the Tennessee Real Titans are, are getting things together. Go ahead. Before you switch it, Chris, the Tennessee Titans are like when your homie walks in and he's like really happy, but his chick is just god awful ugly. And you're Bro. just like, what the fuck? And he's like, she just does everything right. That's the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> yeah, the 49ers absolutely eviscerated the uh, uh, the Rams, who are not in my top ten teams. Uh, you know, Chris McCaffrey had himself a day. Uh, these 49ers continue to get healthy. They continue to uh, get better. I think, you know, they're going to give uh, Dallas and, and the Eagles a run uh, in the NFC. This is a team everybody's forgetting about, the Minnesota Vikings. They quietly uh, are winning, and they made a blockbuster trade getting TJ Hawkinson, which the Lions, I'm not sure why you do that. But it's very interesting. But they they, they wanted the capital. I, I, I want to applaud, uh, you know, you got two elite weapons in uh, TJ Hawkinson and uh, Justin Jefferson, who will be open and won't get the ball because Kurt Cousins is still your quarterback. Headlined by a good running game, solid offensive line. So I got, uh, you know, the Minnesota Vikings here. The Dallas freaking Cowboys, just because Russ was hating on my bills this week, I still like what the Cowboys were able to do. They put up 49 points. Uh, that That's a big margin. Uh, Tony Pollard is, is balling out of his mind. Uh, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, are the best team in the NFC. I just need them to beat the Eagles for me to actually put them above my next team, which is the Philadelphia Eagles, who destroyed a freaking trash, lowly Pittsburgh Steelers who just traded away. Uh, I believe Claypool. I believe I believe pissant is the word, it's the phrase you're looking They're for, bad. pissant Pittsburgh Steelers. They're bad. They're really bad. But the Eagles and, and Jalen Hurts, man, they continue to to play uh, the, the teams on their schedule, and they keep winning. You know, so uh, right now Good I team. have to go with them 
for a number three. Number two is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, let's be honest, it's the, it's the Chiefs in the Bills world, but the Chiefs, because the Bills beat them, the Chiefs are the number two team. They did go out and get Kadarius Toney. Uh, I think he's going to add some juice to that wide receiver room, kind of gives them the speed threat that they've been desiring. And then lastly, you have the Buffalo Bills, who made uh, Aaron Rodgers look like uh, a little boy out there, as Jair Alexander called uh, Stefan Diggs. But uh, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the league, man, and they played one half of football on Sunday night, uh, which they should have blew the doors off for the Green Bay Packers. So there you have I it. Just say, right, go ahead. I just want to say one thing. A couple of years ago, I told people that Stefan Diggs is one of the best receivers in the league. I was laughed at. I was yelled at. They called me a fool. They said, what the fuck are you talking about? Now that we look at this at this time, I just want all of y'all to just I no wait. I just want all of y'all to look at how how Diggs was yelling at Jair Alexander. That's what I'm doing to all of them right now because that got me so fired up when he came out the tunnel and was like, Yes, bitch, <laughs> I'm in this hole. And I oh, have a man. team that can win. But yeah, no, I I don't have any problems with your list, man. I think your list is pretty good. Cowboys need to uh not drink the Kool-Aid. Um you you have not done shit. I am a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I'm here to say you have not done shit. Dallas Cowboys fans, do not buy shit. Do not get loud in the streets. Do not give them any other props than what is due. Good game. We hope you continue the progress. But y'all do not deserve a whole bunch of crazy praise. I like their placing. Um, but you got to beat the Eagles and NFC, champion, NFC Championship or, or no love. Sorry. All right, gentlemen, we're uh, going to bring it in for a landing here with final thoughts. We'll uh, give you each a, a crack at it. I want your Thursday night football pick and any last thoughts you have for this uh, for the show. We'll start with you, Sterling. Well, who's playing on Thursday night? Because uh, no, nobody cares. Uh, Thursday night football <laughs> is fucking. I was hoping you were going to tell uh, me to be honest with you. Yeah, I was and, like, I was listen, like, oh brother, and, and these Houston, guys stink. <laughs> It's Houston and Philadelphia for for shits and giggles. Uh, who's watching that game, dude? Like seriously, you know what? I'm. I think uh, who's the home team? Houston. Oh, that's a home game for Jalen Hurts, so I will watch it because he's going back home to play uh, in front of his family, and I believe that the Philadelphia is probably going to beat the dog shit out of the uh, Houston Texans because yeah, it's just that's just yeah. not a good matchup. Yeah, and the Houston Texans are trying to find their the fast track to Bryce Young right now. So, yeah. So nobody, uh, no, nobody's going. No, nobody's laying the points and taking the Texans. No, no. But I do They're want lose. Damian Pierce to have hundred yards rushing. I would love that for my fans. The, the Texans are going to lose. What's what's the spread? Doesn't matter. They're not going to get it. What's the over under? I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put the spread at thirteen and a half and a forty two over under. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be the. It's Thursday night football, so it's probably. No, it's gonna be the under, because they're probably gonna. They're probably gonna cap around they, like they always yeah, go. Thirteen under. and a half is a lot. Oh, it's, thirteen and a half is a lot. Teams against one of the worst teams. If the Bills are favored I would take by spread. ten, I, I would. I would. Pick I would. Yeah, Texas. if you if if you're giving me thirteen points, I'm taking that because I think the final right. score of that game is gonna be something like 20, 31, 20. 20. Yeah, it's going to be – no, I don't even think it's going to be 31-20. It's going to be like a blowout. It's going to be like 31 to like 10 or something like that. So they, they're going to be they're going to be close to the 41, 42, but they're going to barely miss it. it. It might be something like 30 I would 10. take the Texas – I would take the points with the Texas, actually. It might be 28-12. If, now, if you give me minus 13, 
Yeah, I'm taking that's a lot of fucking points. Like, yeah, right. and I always oh, oh, oh shit, I nailed it. The, the spread is 13 the... and a half, and the over under is 45 and a half. Oh, I'm definitely going under, yeah. and I'm taking the and I'm taking the Texans on the points. That's a lot of points. Yep. You know what? No, actually, you know what? I will go out on a limb, and I will say no. Fuck that. I will take the Eagles, and I'll take that 13 points because I do believe Jay. I do believe that with Jalen Hurts going home, playing in front of the home crowd where he grew up playing football, he's going to obliterate the Texans. He's going to put on like a fucking show. I don't know, nah, man. I think I think I think it's going to be like 30. I think it's gonna be like thirty-five to like ten. What do you say? What was forty-five and a half or forty-five? Forty-five, 45 and a half. Forty-five and a half. Twenty-seven, Ooh, seventeen, eagles. Ooh, forty-five and a half is mm. twenty-seven, seventeen, eagles. That half. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give the eagles the I'm gonna give the eagles the 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 spread. They're gonna beat the spread. I think the eagles are gonna get the thirteen. Like they're gonna win by thirteen and a half. But I don't know. 40, 45 and a half is a is a is a trick. Ask yeah, Dave. Right. Ask Dave. Any any <laughs> any other final thoughts, gentlemen? Get off Kyrie's back. The season's eighty two games, so if your team's not doing good right now, it'll be all right. Uh, Cowboys forever. Uh, the Phillies will beat the Astros if they cheat. It doesn't fucking matter because y'all cheated. Uh, y'all got anything else? Tennessee over Georgia. Tennessee over Georgia. Go Vols. Hey, rest you know, in, rest in, you know rest in peace, take I'll off. leave, I'll leave, I'll leave you guys. Rest in peace, take off. I'll leave you guys in Sports America. I'll leave you with this final thought: How can they be volunteers if they are getting nil deals? <laughs> On that note, sports sushi done. <laughs>